Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Good morning and welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Haston from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts, 8 to 9, 8 to 9, 9 to 10 every Sunday morning. We are here. I get so excited about the show, TJ. I want to start at 8 now. Well, all of my Midwestern buddies that are an hour behind us get to listen to it uh, via internet at 8. This is the truth. See, I wasn't wrong. I, I, think, just giving a, I think there's a following of none. I was paying homage to our Midwestern nah. friends. Um, I hope you're listening at 8 a.m. on Sunday. Or you're so excited about us starting at 9 that you just turn on WBT at 8 anyway. So there you to go. Get some prep and, and you don't hear any of this till 9. Yeah. 9.05. That's it. Or whatever. I don't know how these commercials be working. I don't even know if I be working sometimes. <laughs> well, what would you do for the uh, Labor Day holiday, Trinity? Do anything cool? Man, we uh, stayed at the river. I saw that. It was good. Yeah? A L- little hard on the soul. <laughs> yeah, I know how that It's goes. so good for the soul, but it's so hard on the soul. No, we had a good old time. I know you went down to the beach. Yep. yep. How was it? It was great. I had my uh, my mother-in-law came, uh, my wife, my daughter. Uh, they painted while I went out and did not paint. Like painted the the structure, the, the house. structure, the inside of the of uh, of our rental property. There, they uh, they got her nice and painted, and I do not paint. Um, wow! And uh, so I, I went out and and and, and gallivanted uh, around. I'll tell you the that part of the country, you know, we, we Oak Island, Ocean Isle. I mean, it is hopping, man. It's on fire. It is. There are. It, I mean, it, obviously it's a holiday weekend, but. Nah, I it's mean, on fire. It was, uh, it's just, it's like a whole it's different thing. It's hot. I told somebody this morning, I think I told the doctor, I said, I'm, I've always, I was always a fan of Piedmont. I'm not a big Delta fan. Get on out of here, Delta. <laughs> Go back down to Atlanta. <laughs> well, I will, I will tell you something funny. I had my, I had a run in with, uh, the Brunswick County Department of Natural Resources what'd over you, the weekend. What'd you do? Kill a crab? I did not kill a crab, but we were, uh, we were, we were kind of floating around there and, um, make sure that if you have a child under the age of 13, no matter what you're doing, they're wearing a life jacket. On a boat? On a boat. We were just floating. Well, that's common sense, Patrick. Uh, well, <laughs> correct. Correct. I mean, that's just daddy sense. Underway or not. <laughs> even if you're, even if you are not moving. Did you, did you get a ticket? I did. Oh. And I got stuck while I was getting a ticket. We got, uh, we, we got beached. Uh, and so the poor fella had to pull me out. And so it was. Uh, in front Did of you about, give him a ticket? In front of about two hundred people, it was really a. Uh, it, it was. Uh, it was embarrassing. Did you give Mr. Brunswick County a ticket? I, I did, but he, he had already pulled away when I was trying to give it oh, to him. Okay, yeah, I got. It was it. one of those kind of deals. Just don't pay the ticket. No, <laughs> yeah. that's how I do this. <laughs> yeah. That's just just ignore it, burn it. He was like, "You can pay this fifty dollar fine, or you can appear in court in Bolivia, North Carolina." My buddy got a noise violation ticket at a, at one heck of a party, and he had all the proper permits for this party, but a neighbor still called. They still gave him a ticket, and the police officers were so nice, and he, they were they were really nice. I wasn't in, involved. He ripped the ticket up. 
and and, and it was kind of it was good. It wasn't bad. He wasn't doing it to in the cops, the police officer's face. I got you. But when he showed up for his court appearance, he said, I don't have a ticket, man. I think he got ripped up. <laughs> <laughs> My dog ate it. Yeah, I don't know. I, think, I don't think he wanted to tell the story. So I think he said it got ripped up. They said, how? He said, who? I don't know. Foggy memory. Nah, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. That's, that's funny. A, that's a joke. But no, it, uh, it was good. It was, it's good to be back to work, um, back to the grind. Do you feel bad that you didn't work Labor Day? No. Oh, okay. Well, I got a bone to pick with you. All I heard about last week from you and your knuckleheads was how high scoring that Clemson-Georgia game was going to be. I know. How Clemson was going to win by seven. That was our whole show last week, which Brian, was... Ed Seidel, yeah, I know. After the fact, I'm sure everybody's listening to our show going, these idiots. They need to stick to plumbing, electrical, and HVAC. Who won that game again? Oh, Bulldog, roo, roo, roo. Ten to three. Nah. I mean, TJ, you didn't expect it to be like this either, did you? I didn't expect it to be such a defensive Not one offensive battle. touchdown. Yeah, that was The wild. only touchdown was uh, when our six. guy thought that your guy was our guy. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't our guy, and he grabbed the ball, and he took it to the house. And that guy's really fast. Yeah, big time. Well, glad he's on my team. Well, now I, think, we're in, I think it was good for Charlotte. I think it was great for Charlotte. But now that we're picking at each other. Do we have any Virginia Tech Hokies out there? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, really? <laughs> I don't think we're number one. I know. I think we'll lose a game or two this year. I hope that's the only one we lose. Isn't that but, right? Uh, oh, hey. yeah. That's how you set up the comeback. That's how you run the table and no. take it down the field and get the first place national Listen, championship. I told you this before. We are in complete uncharted territory where I ever thought Clemson football would be. So, I'm like, I hate to say I'm satisfied. Because that's not how you I love my life. boy Brent Beast, and everybody has listened to. He's been on the he's show awesome. a couple times. Brent Beast is one of my best friends, the diest, hardest Clemson fan I've ever met. And I know that, that might hurt a little bit. No, no, he's definitely he's pretty, a bigger fan than I am, sure. And, and, and Reagan, we were watching the game, and Reagan said, I'm glad we weren't, aren't there. I'm glad we're not there with Brent. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think he'd be fired up? <laughs> I think he was fired up. God, God, God love him. I know it hurt. I mean, I used to get fired up when Carolina would lose basketball games. I know. I, I did, too. But I was seven. I was uh, probably about the same age. <laughs> yeah. And my seven-year-olds and nine-year-olds and ten-year-olds don't care that much. I don't get it. Yeah. I just get told to quit yelling at the TV, Dad. It's not going to change anything. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm politely talking to the TV. You and David McGuire? <laughs> yeah. He, he went to that game and saw saw the loss firsthand. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, with his wife, they went to Virginia Tech. Well, I got beat up by some Virginia Tech guys one time, and then they did. beat our football team the next day, and it was just not a good situation. So I bleed Carolina blue. That's what we found out. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, one thing we, we do can agree on and passionate about is make a wish. And we are. A, today's a make a wish. And show. it's a great day. We're kicking off the make a wish season Heck for. Yeah. The pitching for Wishes, I think this will be the 14th it's annual. It's back, Trent. It's back. And it's exciting. We, we are did excited. Walking for Wishes last year on year 13. We got Chris Weber uh, from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Been on the show many times. He's going to talk all things Make-A-Wish. Where Make-A-Wish at Central and Western North Carolina and how you can learn about that cornhole kickoff. Here we go. Chris Weber from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. WBT. 
Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick Prakazic from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family Companies. Trent, it's wow, Make a that, Wish that was season. A it's Make a Wish season, which we, this is my favorite type of time of the radio show that we do. I mean, we can kind of kick off the Cornhole Tournament, November 6th, Freedom Park, and then at the last segment, stay with us, we're going to talk about Theo. That's our Wish Kid story this week. Okay. Okay, good. We're told it's our first Wish Kid, 10 weeks to the... Is that all it is? Is ten weeks till November the sixth? That's crazy, isn't it? Goodness gracious! What you think about that, Chris Weber from Make a Wish of Central and Western North Carolina? I'm just glad that we can have a cornhole tournament this year. I'm excited about it. Isn't that good? Uh, I'll tell you, it was refreshing before we got going on the air here. I don't have to give Chris the rundown on anything. He's like, okay, let's go. Uh, he's such a veteran to the show. And, and I don't get to see you in person as much. Happen lately. Hopefully that'll that'll change here as we yeah. get rid of this variant and get into the fall, and uh, get back more normalized here. Hopefully the world the world's turning the corner. But uh, yeah, last year we mentioned this earlier. We, last year, if you remember, we did the thirteenth annual. We had to do walk for wishes because we couldn't have the gathering. And uh, this year we're going to be back at Freedom Park. It's going to be business as usual, right? Yeah, that's the plan. I'm I'm excited about it. I think uh, I know Christian's been working hard on getting sponsors and teams signed up and all that good stuff. And um, I mean, the tournament in November is always great. I know when we used to do it in September, sometimes it was real hot, or we get some some rain or hurricanes coming through. November's just turns out to be the perfect time to do it. So I know I know our team's excited to get back out there. Yeah, we've done twelve cornhole tournaments, and we had them early i mean in a couple like this now like early yeah. september early october and man i remember we had some blazing hot days and i remember once or twice we we canceled or postponed it because we thought a hurricane was coming and then it turned out <laughs> yeah. to be the most beautiful day on earth typical and if it, we wouldn't have canceled it that thing would have been blowing 120 miles an hour <laughs> you trying to you, you imagine throwing a cornhole bag into a hurricane the problem is they swell up. They, well, they swell up, and then they start blowing in the air. you got to start playing the wind. I can't play it regular without with any wind. I mean, that's that's like a whole different element. Really? Yeah. You ever tried it? That's why you got to throw horseshoes. They're a little heavier. I decided this weekend on the river that we're going to we're gonna start. It's going to change it to a horseshoe tournament. Everybody's going to have broken up shins. <laughs> <laughs> like split open toes. I mean, it's going to be terrible. You just hope a guy doesn't get like upset after losing and huck one of those things at somebody's head. I mean, a beanbag is one thing. A horseshoe to the head, that might do some damage. Yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. But our, fr- uh, our friends at Edward Church and Muse might have something to say about about that. Uh, but, but 14 years doing this, I don't think cornhole was as popular of a competitive sport. 14 years ago, it was kind of a fledgling uh, yard game sport, and, and we took it uh, to the next level, and now the, the national TV and the Johnsonville Brats has taken it. So uh, we're sticking strong with our sponsors, Make-A-Wish, yep. and the Roby family of companies amongst all our other sponsors that we bring in. Uh, Chris, how many years have you helped us with the Cornhole Tournament? So I've been at at the chapter now for eight years, and I think I've been working with you guys pretty much since the first year I came in. Uh, I think you were the first meeting I ever had when I came to Make Wish was meeting with you guys and oh wow um, and Dominic back when he was running the tournament for y'all. So um, yeah, it's been it's been I think eight years. That is crazy, man. That is wow. nuts. Well, well, Trent, before we jump into the cornhole tournament, let's talk a little bit about what we did last year. For those that don't know, we couldn't have a cornhole tournament. Obviously, gathering with 
I guess a thousand people coming in and out of that thing uh, in a day wasn't wasn't able to happen last year because of COVID. And then uh, we walked twenty six point two miles. Yeah, a, a marathon. We basically walked a marathon throughout the city of Charlotte, and then we made various stops at our at our sponsors to try to keep them into the game and and provide value for the, for their businesses from a marketing standpoint, PR standpoint, and then we ended. Ended the walk at Protagonist, which is a, a project of Roby Commercials, uh, and, and had a couple beers and, and what celebration we could have to try to keep this thing alive. Which I think that that was really cool. I mean, if you have a chance to really reflect on that, we could have said like, you know, hey, this isn't the year. Let's just sort of hold off this year and not do anything. But we got creative with the help of Make a Wish and did this walk, which that was a pretty good team building. That was a long day, but uh, those of us that made it to the finish line, I mean, it was that, that was that was something I'll never forget. It was great. I mean, you know, we wanted to keep the momentum. I mean, Make-A-Wish, and Chris, I want to hear where where we're at now, but Make-A-Wish of Central and Western North Carolina still has wishes to grant. Yeah. I mean, as much as ever, we still have children with life-threatening illnesses, so we can't stop the fundraising down. We can't stop the branding momentum down. All of our sponsors were excited to find a way to help us, and we committed and walked it. I mean, it's, it's kind of like... Uh, I mean, you sacrificed to, to to show your commitment to to the to the mission of Make a Wish. So I love doing it. I'm ready to get back to the cor- to the pitching for wishes. Me too. Me too. Um, and Chris, you know, you're in a business that you really hope that we don't need. I mean, honestly, Make a Wish is one of those things that I think everybody in the world would be happy if there wasn't a need for Make a Wish. But Trent's right; there is a need. Those wishes are still there. Kids are unfortunately still getting sick and. And the medical benefits of getting a wish are, are proven scientifically. And, uh, and what you guys do is, is, is remarkable. I mean, I feel like, gosh, it was yesterday, but eight years, that's, a, that's, that's pretty admirable, my friend. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's gone by quick. It's been, certainly it's a wild ride. And, um, I mean, just going back to what you guys did last year was, I think, kind of the epitome of what we, what we hope to have with all the partners that we work with. I mean, we, it was a time where everybody was struggling. Um, businesses were closing and funds weren't coming in nearly as much but for you guys to to pivot and say hey we can't do this tournament but we want to do something else and i mean you raised almost ninety thousand dollars i think for us at, at a time when there wasn't a ton flowing in so i mean it just is a testament to the to the culture you guys have at the roby family and, and what you do for your partners well our one of our core values is grit i mean i think that's something that that, that we have is we, we get gritty i mean that's just something that we do we don't we sit around a room and say how do we do this how do we fix this and, uh, you know, that's just a kind of a testament to our team is that we, we just found a way to make it happen. And I'm going to tell you, Chris and his team over there have grit. Uh, Chris, won't you give us a highlight of how, how Make-A-Wish uh, of, of Central and Western North Carolina navigated the pandemic uh, up to this yeah. point? Yeah. <laughs> with, with so much of it being travel and, and, and interactive. Yeah. Yeah, um, so we just wrapped up our fiscal year um, last week, um, and we ended up finishing the year with 227 wishes granted. Um, and, you know, normally, a normal year for us is about 350 to 400, somewhere in there. Um, so obviously, there was a pretty significant impact on the amount of wishes we could grant. Um, a huge portion of our wishes, about 70% of them, are travel related, um, whether it's, you know, going to Disney World or flying to Europe or internationally or going to California, whatever it might be. Um, obviously, there's a, a, a difficulty to do that right now um, with so many of our kids immunocompromised. And 
you know, not able to get vaccinated or whatever, um, whatever the case might be. So we, we had to put a hold on a lot of those travel wishes just for the safety of our families. Um, so we were working with our mission delivery team and our volunteers to really find creative ways to help some of these wishes still happen, um, but maybe shift them to something different. Um, so we've shifted some of the travel wishes. Some, some of our, our families didn't want to wait for travel, you know, another six months or another year, whatever it might be. Um, so they shifted to shopping sprees or virtual celebrity meet and greets. We did a lot of tree houses. We did a lot of campers. We did a lot of above ground pools for families. We We really found um, a lot of creative ways to try and still grant that one true wish for a child that, that just didn't have a travel component to it. Um, so we ended up finishing 227 wishes um, at the end of the fiscal year, and we've got a, a pretty significant pipeline of kids that are still waiting um, just due to all the COVID stuff that's been going on. So we've got another 500 or so that are in the pipeline waiting to get granted over the next year and a half or so. Um, so we're just we're hitting the pavement, working hard, trying to raise as much as we can so we can make sure that all these kids are getting wishes granted as quickly as, as we can grant them. No, man, I, I, 500 plus in the pipeline. That, that means there's 500 children yeah. in 51 counties with life threatening illness waiting on a wish to get granted out of our, out of our make a wish office uh, where, where Chris works over on Tremont Avenue. Uh, but, but how how we granted 227 wishes uh, during That's 2020 it is amazing, and I would like to talk about that more. Uh, Chris, will you stick around with us? Yeah, absolutely. Chris Weber, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, Central and Western North Carolina. We're talking about all things Make-A-Wish and pitching for wishes when we return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Joined by Chris Weber at Make-A-Wish. This week kicks off our Make-A-Wish countdown. Um, we actually have eight weeks until our Cornhole Tournament on November 6th at Freedom Park. Uh, if you missed the last segment, Chris was telling us there's 500 wishes in the backlog. <clears throat> uh, Make-A-Wish was able to do 227 wishes through the pandemic, which is absolutely remarkable. And Trent, you hit the nail on the head. Each one of these wishes is a story. Each one of these wishes is a young person that's going through a life-threatening event. Each one of these wishes has a family and a group behind this person, kid, that's going through the life-threatening event. And that's really why we tell the stories at the end of the, the show for the eight weeks leading up, or ten weeks in the past, uh, to our Cornhole event, is we get, the, we get the chance to tell one story out of 500. And I've told you before, and you know this, and, and Chris has heard it before, I can't read these stories before we put them on the air, or I'll, or I'll start thinking about it when I read them. And every one of them brings me to tears, which I think it does to you as well. And these are just eight out of five hundred that are that are that are out there right now. In 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 Western North Carolina, just in Western I mean, North just, Carolina, just in this half of the state. No, it's uh, yeah, no. I have five kids. You you have a child, Scarlett. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that was what drew me early on in the Make a Wish was I'm going to have a family, God willing, with with several kids, many kids. And and having them love inherently an organization that does so much medical good. I mean, this so proven scientifically uh, that that what the the spirit and and the excitement of, of granting a wish for a child and the family ha- has so much medical benefits to that child that's facing this illness. Um, I actually have because I haven't taken them because I want to do it with my children. 
Rowan and Piper both voluntarily this year, Rowan's done it in the past several times, their birthday money was, uh, I need to take it to the Wish office. I want to do it when they're with me. So I have a couple hundred bucks in a drawer this year, Martin. And that was what they wanted for their birthday. No, so. I mean, and, and they are setting a great example. My daughter, Scarlett, is into the soap game. She's making soaps. Yeah. And she was like, I haven't talked to Christian about this. So she's going to hear this on the radio. So I've talked to her about between now and then. Uh, she said, Dad, do you think I can make some Make-A-Wish soaps and sell them at the cornhole event and i'm like i might we might be able to hook that up we'll see how that goes yeah and to give the proceeds back to make a wish so uh a lot of good things i mean trent one of our you know i, I talk about core values a little bit here and the services and commercial team are going through this this system eos and, and the number one core value that every single person that we we interviewed said about roby was family and i mean this is what we mean by family is that these make a wish families are are are, are what this is all about and how many kids do we think we have as 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 you know as employers or employees kids within our family of companies? There's oh, quite a quite a few. And you know, these these things are like I mean, when you hear these stories, especially when you hear them told by either a mom or a dad or the kid themselves, are they're remarkable. I mean, it really puts into perspective what's important in life. No, it's 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 awesome. And 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 the child, uh, yeah. We, I don't know. I'm a little behind the ball, Chris. I'm sure you know. We're going to have a wish family at the cornhole tournament this year. Uh, yes, yes, we are still working on finding the the perfect fit there. But yeah, we will have a family to speak and share their story and and hopefully inspire everybody that's that's out there. Well, in November six, this is open to the public. You don't. We're not asking you to come and bring your checkbook. If you want to bring your checkbook, that's great. But I mean, you can have a hot dog, you can have a cold drink. There's bounce houses. Come check it out and get a feel for what Make a Wish is all about. Um, it's a great day, Freedom Park. Uh, I mean, the only, I think the only downside is sometimes it's tough to find parking at Freedom Park. But we'll get you in there somehow. But uh, come check it out. I mean, that's that's really what we want to showcase. Make a Wish. This is about Roby, something that we do. But the end goal is to is to raise funds for Make a Wish and, and try to grant 500 wishes, not ourselves, but at least put a dent in that. Chris, outside of the Roby family, how many volunteers, Make a Wish volunteers, do we usually have out there on that? Oh that? gosh, I mean, there's <laughs> maybe 70 to 80. Oh my gosh, I was going to say, I never thought about close that, to 100, and then we and then all the Robe, uh, a huge number of Roby staff volunteer and help uh logistically as well it's, it's a pretty cool orchestra uh that 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 we've created and christian does such a good job christian mccall uh out of our office uh my business wife <laughs> she's a little harder on me than reagan no <laughs> tj believes that <laughs> i don't no, i'm just kidding so, 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 give us some updates on what else is going on in your world, Chris. Well, we got obviously got the cornhole tournament coming up, which we're super excited about. We've got um, we've got wish ball coming up in February. That's kind of where our our team is really focused on a lot of our efforts right now. Is um, you know we we were completely virtual with wish ball last year. We're hoping to have um, you know probably about half of our normal capacity in the ballroom at the Westin in February. And then um, we're going to have, we're going to live stream the event this year so people can participate from home too. Um, so we're just out there again, trying to, to get sponsorships. And our goal this year is to raise a million dollars. We're looking to, to break some records for our fundraising um, at Wishball this year. And we're off to a pretty good start. Um, so we're just, we're working hard on all things um, fundraising and just making sure that we can get 
as many dollars in the bank as we can um, and get off to a quick start grant wishes this fiscal year and hopefully close that gap a little bit and get as many of those 500 kids that are waiting granted this year as we can. Well, let's talk about the wish ball real quick because I think that's something where the general public, if they can't make it to the cornhole tournament on November 6th, can get behind the wish ball in a lot of different ways, right? You can you could virtually attend. You could donate items to a silent auction. You could bid on the silent auction. What other ways can people get involved? Yeah, the beauty of um, what we kind of learned with all the virtual events last year is we were getting a lot of support from people that wouldn't ordinarily buy a ticket and come sit in the ballroom, you know, wouldn't necessarily put on a tux or a nice dress and, you know, spend their $250 on a seat. Um, but we were getting people that were donating, like you said, auction items or participating in our silent and live auction or just watching the event and making donations that they could make, um, you know, from the comfort of their own homes outside of our general area here in Charlotte. Um, you know, we we cover, as Trent was saying earlier, the 51 counties in central and western North Carolina. So, you know, having people from Asheville and Cherokee and Greensboro all be able to tune in and watch is really a kind of a, a first-time thing for us. So we, we reached a much larger market than we normally would. Um, we plan on continuing to do that this year, um, along with the in-person component. So tons of ways for people to get involved, either coming down to Charlotte and attending the event. They can um, also just tune in and participate in the auctions and the, the donation um, mechanisms that we've got on the website. We'll have raffles on there, um, and then they can just tune in and watch the event. We have a wish reveal that we'll do. We'll grant a live wish at the event, so that's always exciting to see. Um, it's just it, – it really is. It's, a, it's an exciting event, and I think we're all eager to get back to – there's some semblance of in-person so we can, um, you know, really just be with our donors again. We didn't, we haven't seen a lot of these people in two years since we were able to do it back in 20, 2020. So um, just, again, excited to get back out there. No, it, it was amazing what we learned uh, as being on the Make-A-Wish board uh, and also as a, as a guest, a patron of the Wish Ball virtually. The Maynards came over to our house. Chris and Angela Maynard generally go to the Wish Ball with, with our company. Uh and and we we hung out at a house more casual watched it uh still able to still able to bid on some stuff and uh no it was good i think a hybrid of that we can take this thing to the next level and i think that there's you got to look at the positives coming out of coming out of trying times in the pandemic i think that's something that we've learned uh and those that want to get out and, and cut a rug can still get out and try to cut a rug uh no, I, I'm joking on that. <laughs> a million dollars. That that is uh that is awesome. I remember uh the first wish ball was a million dollars. Is that right? Um, I don't think ours back in the day, um, you know, we were at least in my time that I've been here, I don't I, I think our biggest ever was seven hundred something thousand, seven hundred and twenty something in there. Um, so we're just you know, we've uh, just been growing it every year and trying to get up there with some of the other big events in Charlotte. No, I think that was before I was here as well. Uh, I, is, is the average wish still about six grand to that? Yeah, I six thousand. I think it's in the sixes. Yeah, on average, you know, this over this last year, it's gone up a little bit. Um, you know, we haven't gotten as much because we're not doing travel. We're not getting as much in kind, and the cost of, as you guys know, cost of lumber and concrete and all that stuff has skyrocketed. So, all the projects and stuff we're doing has driven up wish costs a little bit. So. Closer to like seventy five hundred for this past year, um, so we're, we're definitely we're getting up there. And um, the average wish cost it's more expensive to grant the wishes that we can grant. Well, Chris, man, it's so exciting that I mean the momentum is from my viewpoint, a board member and, and and as a patron and a donor is stronger than ever. Uh, thank you for your commitment. 
Uh, tell tell the public how they can look you up, look up Make a Wish Central and Western North Carolina. Yeah, uh, they can check us out on our website. It's probably the easiest is um, nc.wish.org. That'll take you to everything. You can go to events, fundraising pages, all sorts of crazy stuff on there. Um, and you can also follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and Twitter, we've got all sorts of wish stories that we're always sending out and all sorts of things, um, links and ways to get involved. So just check us out online, and I would love to connect with anybody and everybody that wants to support local kids. Chris Weber, Make-A-Wish Central and Western North Carolina on the At Home with Roby show. We be tweeting. The following is a sponsored program on WBT. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. We up, are with the horns. The horns with got the me horns. excited, man. You did? I just enjoy hanging out with Chris Weber and listening, talking about Make-A-Wish. I do too, Trent. You know, the one thing we didn't talk about so far is we, we have some platinum sponsors in the door already. Name them. Dry Pro, Home Technology Solutions, Kingdom Radio. In our, or, I'm sorry, Kingdom Demo, and our radio partner is WBT. WBT. So these are $6,000. They grant a wish. Is that what the deal is? I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, and so we've got, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, some of these guys have been around. Dry Pro's been around forever doing this for yeah, us. And, uh, we got Ron on the show coming up here Traditional, traditional supporters is great. Um, but, no, you heard what Chris said. Go on the website. Uh, go tweet. Uh, make a wish central in western north carolina check it out and then get on the andrew roby facebook page and website the roby yep. family of companies and and christian's got stuff out there uh coming on about november the 6th november the 6th freedom park down in the bowl and now i earlier i said 10 weeks we usually do it 10 weeks i think we're doing eight eight yeah. lead-up shows and then the ninth will be on the, the, the sunday after. the night is the sunday after the cornhole tournament correct uh, so it'll be the seventh so uh for the next eight shows, our last segment, we read a wish story. Patrick? Yeah, and these, these uh, you can find these, I believe, on the Make-A-Wish website, but these kind of bring things home uh, and obviously put things into perspective. And so this this week, our, our wish kid is Theo, and he wishes to have a camper. Uh, Theo, age four, is happiest when he's outdoor and spending time with his family. They love going hiking or visiting the lake or beach. But because of Theo's complex rare disease, traveling is difficult. He needs familiar space and a habit-oriented he is also nonverbal and expresses himself through noises and facial movements. His parents desire to show him the world and were devoted to creating special memories with Theo, but struggled with how to do this without causing him discomfort or harm. When Theo and his family found out he was eligible for a wish, they knew it would bring him the most joy. After several discussions and positive reactions from Theo, it was obvious that the best wish for Theo was a camper. Theo's wish was one of the first make-a-wish granted following the sudden postponement of so many wishes in March 2020. Think about that, man. As the world would face uncertainty and fear, their staff volunteers and Theo's family felt a very real real and needed sense of hope when Theo's camper was revealed on March 25th. Unfortunately, they could not celebrate in person, but the local camping store decorated the camper complete with Theo's favorite sensory items and colorful beads so that he could experience a festive reveal in his driveway. Theo's dad wrote to us later that day. This is where it gets hard, Trent. Um, we got home with the camper this afternoon, and Theo was so happy. We had our own little celebration with the beads and banner, so it felt special to us. Thank you again so much for making Theo's wish come true. The family went for their first camp adventure in June, which was also the first time ever that Theo's family had gone on a vacation together. 
After the trip, Theo's mother shared, We just got home tonight from our first camping trip with Theo and his little sister Lily. We had a wonderful time together, and we're excited to take them both again soon. The memories we are making together will live with us forever. With the camper, the family is able to travel together, visit family, explore, and enjoy the great outdoors. Make-A-Wish looks forward to staying in touch with Theo's family and collecting stories and photos from their adventures. Wow. I mean, man, that, that's so, that touches your heart so so deeply. Uh, and and you, you heard what the mother said. I mean, it's a family affair. It's, it's, it's health and healing for the family. We talk about this. I'm going to reiterate this. We've talked about this before multiple times on the show. It's not it, – it's for Theo – and Theo's battling a life-threatening illness, but but the other children in the family have kind of been attention neglect a little bit, you know. I mean, they they're going, wow, my my brother or my sister gets all this attention, and it kind of brings the family a, a lot of a lot of instances together, and, and uh, oftentimes, which happens so often, the wish child shows their giving heart and wants to do something for their sibling or even grant wishes for other children. I mean, there's all kind of stories. But I, I think that I think, I mean that that story embodies what a, what a grant what a wish granting is. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you think about Lily. I mean, Theo's sister giving the chance to do this, all this stuff as well, and and just I mean, it, it to me it puts it, it it really drives it home. And I think Make a Wish does a really good job of I mean, if you think it from a business standpoint, utilizing their asset and making this real because it's very easy to give to a charity and not really feel it. Right? I can give money to anything. And it, or anybody can, but you don't, you know, if it really hits home with you, uh, like this does, like the ability to tell wishes and to have children that are willing to share those wishes, uh, I mean, you can really get behind that. And I think that's, I know that's why you, you, you know, you decided as a family of companies back in the day that, hey, this is where I wanted to put my attention. And, you know, it's because of this, it's because of Theo. Yeah, no, it is. And that's what it's for. And, and, and our, our company, and our all of our staff and all their families can rally around it too, right? Yep. That's what it's about. Uh touching on one other thing, you talked about your daughters into the soap game. Uh you know, oh, yeah. we went to Disney yeah. earlier this year and and they sold uh, my daughters bought some soaps. So it's kind of been, you know, Tatum makes the cakes and all that stuff, but uh the soap that game's there's a hot. trend i think it's like the slime game a year and a half ago yes yeah, now, now we're soap. so soap is so much more valuable in I my agree. eyes than slime <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't understand it. it it does it benefits your body it doesn't mess up the carpet uh <laughs> it isn't it sticky it's clean i mean it's everything the opposite of slime that's in it in my opinion that's it a much better trend in my opinion well patrick man it's good i'm glad you made it back I, i'm glad brunswick county didn't put you put you in put you in jail yeah. put you in prison <laughs> uh daughters always ha- under 13 always wear a life jacket when you're out on the water PSA that's the that's the tip of the day from patrick mccosick hey <laughs> thanks for joining us I know we got a Panthers game this weekend. Yeah, it's Panther season. Uh, Thanks for listening to At Home with Roby. Go do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And go Cats. Wow. Wow.